it's recording. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I think. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is a. Uh, this is the first official Buildwood internal podcast of the year 2024. Hey, hey, we made it. It's 2024. I was waiting for my coffee this morning and I was sitting there thinking, wow, it's been five years in business. And then I sit there and like a six-year-old or a five-year-old, I count out the years on my fingers and I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. It's been six, almost six years in business, which is pretty, pretty wild. That's, that's exciting. Uh, I quit counting how many years I've served the dirt world, but I will say this. It's wild when you're starting the year out January, 2024, and you're talking with uh, strategic partners and, and clients and guests about 2025 already. So you know that we're starting to make it when we're doing long-term planning. Well, that's assuming there's going to be a year 2025, but... Brother, we are going to rise and grind and we are going to make it to 2025. No, I mean, it's an election year. The world could end <laughs> this year and there might not be a 2025. I've I've dealt with some of that in the dirt world too already this year. It's been interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's really exciting. It's It's amazing to see... To see where we are and to see how the year's already been. We're like three and a half weeks into the year, I guess, kind of three full weeks into the year. And so we've already seen some wins, but uh, there's still a lot more to do, it sounds like. Yeah, for sure. The uh, Lots of optimism, cautiously optimistic about where we're at and where we're going. But the thing I'm, I'm most excited about, and you talked about it a little bit on one of the BuildWit updates, is just the teamwork, the collaboration, the camaraderie, the BuildWit spirit feels like it's it's back and we're, we're trending in a really good direction. Um, so yeah, really excited for this year. Don't want to count the chickens before they're hatched, but man, we got a lot of chickens. Well, yeah. And some are hatching already. <laughs> <laughs> there are chickens hatching. Yes. I, um, and, uh, I just, I, I first wanted to bring up, I, I uh, made a critical error last night when we were on the phone. It was you, me, Dan, Jessica, I believe. And we were talking about paid ads and uh, where we go with that and, and what the priority is with paid ads. And I, I didn't mean it like this, but I said it like this, which I think is still a critical error that I want to come clean about. I said it was about making money. And you quickly said, well, it's about solving the customer's problems. And that is obviously what I meant. <laughs> and that's how I've always viewed business is just solving the problems of the dirt world. But I didn't say that. You said it, and I'm glad you said it. Mm. And after our phone call, I thought, I need to be careful with that because it's not about money. It's not about revenue. It's about solving problems. And if we can use paid ads to help get people in the door and help them recruit more effectively to build jobs and, and create real value in the world, we get paid as a result. So I wanted to start this by coming clean on that. I was thinking about that last night. Yeah, that's super good. I appreciate you coming clean. And, you know, just in full transparency, you know, I have, I have lots of conversations internally and I learned from our team members, and it's something that the BuildWit team is constantly talking about is, 
how do we best serve the customer? And when they're making decisions, they're thinking about what is in the best interest of the, of the customer, and then ultimately how do we how do we serve you know from a build with standpoint. So you know whether it's Chase or anybody that's out there, uh, I think top of mind naturally the spirit of Buildwit is they truly want to help people win. And, uh, you know, so I've really picked up on that. I appreciate you uh, clarifying from last night's call to today, but it truly is part of the spirit of BuildWit. Well, and is why everything works is, again, because we're solving real problems. And the whole workforce thing, it's a real problem and a a real challenge. And uh, we have a lot of great solutions to that challenge in all different ways. And it's not one size fits all. It's not one solution to solve all of the problems and go on down the the road as we have been for decades as an industry. It takes a little bit of everything. And that's why we have a, a multi-million dollar event for over a thousand people and a software and a creative business, <laughs> which that base value, people ask me like, how'd you end up with all that stuff? <laughs> Where, where'd you think that up? And, and the answer is, well, we didn't think it up originally. We just started talking to people and asking them what their problems were and addressing their problems with different businesses that all actually somewhat work together. Absolutely. And one of the things that you say all the time is one, two, six. Yeah. And it's literally what's happened uh, at BuildWit. So I didn't understand it when I first started. I thought, what's this crazy guy saying, one, two, six? And now that I've been here for a couple of years, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. I don't even know where I got it. It's, I mean, it's just a dumb <laughs> phrase and doesn't really make sense, but it does make sense. <laughs> like you said, you know, you're. <laughs> we're, we're we're skipping a few steps here. We're we're you know if you're, new, if you're new to build weight, just give it time. It'll make sense in a few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel I feel this year, um, I don't know, like a sense of calm that I haven't felt in a while. Because, well, yeah, we have our crazy ideas and we are pushing and we are doing new things. Everything, especially from last year, has has settled out a little bit. Like we have our feet beneath us when it comes to training and software and taking care of a different kind of customer. Um, Really solid, robust, creative team delivering at a very high level consistently. Um, You know, we, we hosted our first event. So now we're not going into, you know, last year I was nervous about the Dirt World Summit all year, because until it happens, until you execute upon it, you don't know if it's going to work or not. And not that past performance is indicative of future performance, but at least we have the confidence now. Oh, wow. Actually, we do have a great team that can execute a great event, arguably one of the greatest events in this industry. And I just feel a little bit more centered this year. And it and it's a good feeling. I feel it, it, it it's it's uh yeah it's helping me to just calm down and focus more than yeah. I have in a long time. The the word that comes to mind for me is alignment. I think now more than ever we understand our core competencies as a business and how we do serve our customers well, and we can position the right team for the right problem. Uh, and from an alignment standpoint, leadership, senior leadership, the teams 
you know, we're not going in different directions and we're not operating in silos. We are one build wit. We understand the North Star. We have budgets. We have plans. We know how to, the direction that we're going and, and that we're aligned. And so when you're aligned and rowing in the same direction, it's a lot more fun to work and solve those problems. And it allows you to use the word focus. Uh, one of the words that I've been thinking a lot about this year is execute. And you're exactly right. It's when you're aligned, you've got the goals, the objectives, and you can show up every day and execute and win the day for the greater good of the customer and the dirt world. It just, it feels really good. So I'm, I'm I feel great so far. Yeah. I, um, Nikki sent out that team survey to get some feedback. And is that, I, I honestly, I haven't looked at it because I don't submit feedback. Uh, uh, but is it, how, how is it structured? Do, do, is it one of them where people can submit responses or is yes. it just one, two, three? No, there's an option, but then you can fill in the blank. I have blank. no idea okay. how many people are going to fill in the blank, but right now we have 53% have responded. We're yeah. going for a hundred percent. We're going to send reminders every day. Um, but I hope that we get some context in addition to the, the, the number system, the ranking. So the, the, the responses to this are, it's always, uh, getting these responses emotionally taxing because I have a lot emotionally wrapped up in this organization and team and everything we're doing. Uh, I've, I've gotten better though at, at reading these responses objectively and typical, typically they're very constructive and I, I love, love the feedback. And one of the, the, the big pieces of feedback on the last one we did, and it may, it, you know, it was a while back. I feel like it was like middle of last year was that there's a lot of, and I don't know if this was the word used ever, but middle management and, and, and just barriers to getting stuff done. And looking back on where we were a year ago, a year and a half ago, that's totally true. There was, there was too much complexity. And I think at least you, me, Dan, Randy, Kara, we, we all really take that feedback and try to put it into action. And I feel like that was one of those things that I was really focused on. And we've been focused on, especially for the past six months, even more so three months is let's break down the silos. Let's get rid of um, anything that is not contributing and creating in all different ways. It's not just people, it's, it's processes, it's team structure. It's, it's all these things that needed to be all these complexities that somehow got involved that needed to be removed for us to execute, like you said, and to be as effective as possible. And I think that's part of, of why I feel lighter going into this year too, is that there, there isn't nearly as much of that right now. And I think while we haven't done a great job in, in some categories, I think we've done a really good job in that regard in breaking down those barriers in in ridding of these silos and they're not all gone yet but i i have seen more and maybe even the past three weeks more teamwork and collaboration and productivity than i've seen in a long time and it is so cool it is so cool to see 
everybody working together, even little stuff like Chell's at a training shoot right now. That's cool. That's cool. Or uh, just uh, there's a million different examples, but 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 big examples, small examples. It's really exciting to me because it's like, all right, we can take feedback and we can we can make changes to ideally make things better. And I think I think we're in a, a great place right now, which is to me very, very exciting. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree anymore. I, I I think job description roles and responsibilities are great, but we're also figuring out how do we best serve, how can we support each other. Uh, people are wearing multiple roles, but it's really just, you know, they're, they get up, they figure out, okay, here's my core, but then how else can I help? Here's my core. How can I help? And I think that that's, you know, um, a really good place to be in as a growing business, uh, especially this year example, you're, you know, leading influence and out there telling stories and doing these things, but you're helping sell summit tickets. Super grateful for that. Uh, Randy is, helping with CFO and budgeting, but he's also CPO and he's also helping with strategy and with fine. I mean, just so, but he's also jumping on sales training calls. Him and Jack are, you know, really doing some really cool stuff. Dan's leading the business, but he's helping with partnerships and getting the the summit going and I'm helping sell sponsorships. And like, it's just like this fun collaborative piece. But then, you know, even within the divisions, I'm giving recommendations to Jennifer about, hey, here's a, somebody new that we met. They've got training content. Uh, you know, Tim Schur at Novak Leadership, super excited. So now they're partnering. It's it's just fun to see how we can kind of help, you know, each other, um, you know, succeed uh, for the greater good of of each division and department and ultimately, you know, start to accomplish our mission. I Speaking of Tim Schur, I just had him on the podcast like two hours ago. He called me. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Good. He yeah. was top of mind. He said it was incredible. He said he really had a, a great time. Uh, he said it, he said the craziest thing happened. He was like, um, so I've been on a lot of podcasts and usually there's like a warm up and some soft talk. And then like, there's a, all right, here we go. We're ready. And he's like, I realized 10 minutes into the conversation that we had started. Yeah. I was like, Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a, a skill I've learned. And I don't know if it fits every format. Like, I think theirs is a lot more buttoned up. But what I what I told him was, you know, 90 plus percent of people I have on the podcast have never been on a podcast before and they don't really want to be on a podcast. They're kind of reluctant. They know they ought to do it. And they're they're excited for the product at, at the end of the day and, and to for the opportunity to tell a story. But they don't they don't really want to do it. So the quicker I can make them forget is it is better for everybody but if i were to like warm them up and then okay we're gonna do an an intro and then now i'm back to zero now now i have to warm them back up again over 10 15 minutes while we're recording which makes for worse content um then so it's easier to just just roll right into it we were talking about ice cream and kids and then you just it's it's like having lunch it's like having coffee it's a normal human conversation exactly how a conversation works outside of podcasting and microphones. Yeah. I would say that that is one thing I like better about being in person for a podcast is because you put the headphones on, you kind of sink into the oasis, you just start a conversation. I kind of forget about what else is going on in the world. But, you know, with Riverside, how we're doing this remote podcast, it works and we're, we're making it work. But the five, four, three, two, one countdown, it's like, <sighs> here we go. That's what I told him too. And I know we're off on a tangent right now, but I, I told him, you know, I'm very comfortable podcasting, but
But even when I'm on someone else's podcast and they're like, okay, you know, and they do the intro, I'm, I'm still like, like I, I kind of tense up like, oh, I'm on a podcast right now. This is, I better, I better get on it. And, uh, it, it just, for whatever reason, triggers something just unnatural and, and makes it, and then you kind of have to get back into the mindset of, Hey, just do your thing. Just talk. It's like having a conversation any other place. Yeah. But totally. yeah, no, he's, he's a, that uh, seems like a great guy. It seems like the whole David Novak thing and is a big deal. And I'm telling you, I, one of the coolest benefits to the summit and probably maybe the biggest benefit to the summit other than establishing us as the middle ground for the industry and the revenue and cash flow that we can use, which is a huge help because we have the money now. We don't have the expenses until November. Big piece. Other than the the, the practical pieces of it, it's it, it's 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 got so many great people and companies and organizations involved with us that would have never been involved with us otherwise. I mean, you can go down the list. First form, Echelon Front, Bob Chapman. Dale Carnegie, all these people, all these people, we've, we've built this stage again, we're the stagehands, not the stars. We've built this stage for all of these amazing organizations. And we say, come on down because your message is great. And your message is one that this industry needs to hear. And this has been a siloed industry. And so they've mm-hmm. all been just having the same conversations. We need some of these outside ideas to come on in here and start to to, to, to penetrate this room and this audience. And, um, it's amazing. Like I, I even told him this morning, you know, like dirt talk, I'm pretty protective of it. You know, I, I get a little frustrated when it's like, you know, Oh yeah. You need to have this or that person on. I'm like, no, I don't need to. I, I just want to, I just want to shoot the poop with whoever I want to shoot the poop with. But I think that's one of the best things that happened last year was, was, us committing to all these podcasts <laughs> because totally. while I was a little frustrated with it at first, I had these conversations I would have never had or never thought to have. And it's been, it's been fantastic. Yeah. No, I could not agree anymore. You know, a, a, a side benefit for me is just the pursuit of sponsorships and people attending the summit. I am very uh, blessed to be able to talk to a ton of people that I probably would have never talked to, but I can send a message. I can create a connection. I can jump on a call. I can learn about their business. We can kind of position kind of the the who, what, why of what we're doing. And then they want to be a part of this ecosystem. Uh, prime example, just got off the phone with Tenna. Oh, Inc- good. Incredible. This is my third call with them in the past uh, two weeks. I just had their entire marketing team. They, they, wanted, to sh- they wanted to show me their, their entire um, you know, um, construction uh, equipment uh, platform that they have nice. and how it works and uh, all of their customers and how we can partner and how we can leverage and work together. But w- it was an incredible conversation. They're extremely proud of it, but they're, A, they want to be at the summit. They're not going to miss it. They're going to sponsor. They're going to be there. They want to participate with training content. They want to figure out how they can do that. They have 400 customers that they want to figure out, okay, your ICP and our ICP are the same. There is no reason that our customers shouldn't be your customers and vice versa. So how do we leverage that and work together? 
and they've already started making introductions, i.e. they reached out to Procor and said, you need to be a major sponsor of the Dirt World Summit, and they've already followed up. It's just, Amazing. it's so much fun to see how when you start really serving with it with a, you know, a genuine heart um, for the greater good of the industry, how a rising tide is going to really make this thing work. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's been kind of the plan, but it's also so amazing to watch it materialize. And like even last night, you know, we I get on with through uh, some connections. I get on with Rio Tinto, Australia. And this is Rio Tinto, Iron Ore, Pilbara, one of the biggest mining operations in the history of the world. This is this is the big leagues. And I get on with this guy. And he's like, so what do you guys want to see? And I'm just like, I just walk him through it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's taking notes. It's like, anything else? Taking notes. And I'm like, what? what what's going on right now? I thought I was going to have to like really sell this. And then we're going to have to jump through 17 layers of approvals. And how how is, I was like, I was almost going into this, like, all right, let's, we're going to, we're going to give her hell. We're, we're going to, we're going to try to figure out how to get into Rio Tinto, but there's probably like slim chance. And it was just like, well, come on down. Like, come on down. We'd love to have you. Like, we love what you're doing. And to me, it's still just like, wow, this is so cool. This is so amazing that a, a company like a Rio Tinto is like, yeah, we'd love to be a part of this and we'd love to have you. It's still just, to me, every day, like I'm like this little kid just wandering around this big world, just amazed. Like, wow, wow, wow. It's 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 all so cool. I mean, even like David Novak, it's like the guy you say yum brands and it doesn't register, but then you say one point <laughs> six million employees <laughs> in probably a hundred plus countries. And and that starts to register like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. And so this guy wants to be involved with what we're doing? Like, why? What, what, why? This is, this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, David Novak, I first saw him speak at an Edge mentoring conference. Craziest speaker I've ever seen. Made a huge impact on my life about five plus years ago. Um, he wrote a book, Taking People With You. And um, you know, one of the biggest things I got from that book was it was really about you know, recognition. And, um, you know, when I came to BuildWit, I talked about four walls, safety, teamwork, leadership, and recognition. And we, we kind of started building on that, you know, within the creative division. And safety is not just like PPE gear, it's psychological safety. It's, it's making sure that, you know, people are open and honest in conflict and all these things. But at the end of the day, like people want to work hard and they work for a check and they got bills to pay and all this stuff. But like, and there's no greater feeling than when, you know, somebody recognizes you. And so I learned that from David and have been kind of following along and then end up meeting Tim, you know, online and kind of pursuing. And then I meet him and he's like, he's like, Hey, David's really challenged me with like changing the world and like really making a, a massive impact. And we just want to give this stuff away. And I mean, just like next thing you know, he's given us training content. And we, you know, we're literally we have David Novak now teaching on build what training is coming, you know, and it's just like so cool to see how something from years ago, building the relationship, you know, is, is now materializing and can really scale and have a massive impact. Yeah, they um, 
And I, I guess I'm going on their podcast and meeting David Novak. And, and he was like, yeah, we, you know, we just had Condoleezza Rice on. We've had Tom Brady on. I'm sitting here. I'm like, <laughs> you know, you still got a few months to back out of this. And I, I won't take it personally. I'm good. I, I remember when I, you know, the past few years have been very humbling for me. And uh, I got invited on Entree Leadership. And I, I think when I did that, I don't know, you, you look back on some things with a little bit of embarrassment, which I think is good because that means you're growing. If, if you're embarrassed about who you are and the things you used to say, I think that's a very positive indicator, but it doesn't make it any more fun to think back on it. And I, I think back to that podcast, like, yeah, of you know, I should be on like, I, I, you know what? Yeah, this is cool. And, and, <laughs> and now it's like, uh, no, 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 I'm not any of that. Like, <laughs> I, I'm under no illusion that I belong amongst a group of people like that. No, 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 no. So if it, if it's, if it's something, if, if, if I'm like a filler, great. And you don't air it. Great. But otherwise, <laughs> you know, what's interesting that, I mean, like the David Novak leadership podcast is incredible and he has that on some incredible people, but the thing I've learned uh, in business and, and just listening to that podcast they're just people. They're just yeah. people. They're humans. They all have their thing. They all do their specialty, this, that, and the other. What really was impactful when I was speaking with Tim and he relayed it to David was name any Fortune 1000 business or any business in the world that doesn't rely on logistics. Mm -hmm. Name any business that doesn't have a building, that doesn't have the dirt world as a part of their organization. Every company that David Novak is talking to is impacted by the dirt world. Yeah. And therefore there is no reason that we shouldn't be talking about, you know, that impact. And it was just like profound, like, wow, you're, you never even thought about it. Like they just take the, the manufacturing facilities or the restaurants, you know, for granted. It's like, no, th they have to be up food, water, shelter. We've got to have heat. We've got to have refrigeration. We've got to have logistics to get their food to the restaurants. Like it is a major part. And, Without the dirt world, those businesses would not succeed. Yeah, it, it's like a Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know, the water goes out; they close. They're done. They're not making chicken, man. They're not selling exactly. anything. Um, and yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it's just so funny that we and not. I didn't really pick it. It kind of picked me, but we picked "quote unquote" such a universal world. It's like, what if we were focused on like horses? like race horses, you know, <laughs> like we could go tell the story of, of horse racing and really cater to horse companies. And, you know, it's cool, but it's a niche. It, it, it doesn't really apply to Jocko and Echelon Front and, and, you know, my mom and, and, you know, ex, you know, David Novak, you, you can't go down the list and really make it apply to everybody, but it's like, you know, sewer, toilets, trash, power, water, roads. That, that that is the most universal fundamental thing out there. Totally. Nothing else happens. And it is so uh, surreal that we have something so important and so uh, just critical to society in our hands. We're, we're almost entrusted with this, I think, amazing mission and purpose that and, and that's part of the reason why I work so hard is because I don't want to waste you know, we're, we're entrusted with this for whatever reason. And I don't want to waste this opportunity and we can't waste this opportunity. We have yeah. to make something of it. 
Totally. Um, but yeah, it's just so funny that you can go to really anybody and within five minutes make them think pretty deeply like, you know, you're right. I, I, I couldn't do anything <laughs> without this world <laughs> and I've never even thought about it. I love it. Speaking of humbling, one other quick story, side note, uh, talked with Hexagon this morning, uh, which was a small company. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Obviously, we're doing some work with them with AgTech, so shout out to the team that's helping get some AgTech training. Uh, Really excited about that. But um, speaking with Hexagon this morning, so Dirt Prep Solutions, Jason Lambrick, he made a recommendation to Leica. And uh, so we got to talk with um, their VP of marketing today, Carrie Trivers. And one thing that was interesting was she was like, I'm on social media, but it's private. Mm. She's like, but I follow one person. She's like, I follow Aaron Witt. I'm like, nice. man, cool. So like, it was really fun to talk with this massive organization. They're in for a $25,000 elite. Like they're, they're coming. They, they're going to be a big part of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, super excited about that. But she's like, I'm following everything that's being said and it is being discussed within our organization. And so I only say that just to say, hey, yeah, let's be humble, but let's also remember that our words have weight. So whether it's you or whether it's me or whether it's whoever that's speaking, like we're starting to gather a lot of attention and we're leveraging that attention to build our business, which is great. But we also have a responsibility, you know, with that, with that attention. Yes, but it's a double-edged sword because, and this is why I'm, I, I get, and again, I don't know if my protectiveness is always a good thing, but this is why I get a little protective is because, you know, I've, I've built the community I have a certain way. And I don't want to lose that community. Mm-hmm. And I have pissed off <laughs> a lot of executives, a lot of gatekeepers, a lot of the old school people in this industry because of the things I've said or, or done or whatever it is. But, and while I'm not here trying to poke them with a stick, because I think that's dumb, they're not really the audience I'm catering to. The audience I'm catering to is that next generation, which only in theory increases our value over time because that's the group of people. That's the generation everybody needs to succeed. Um, And so I it's funny because I see all these numbers, but I don't really let them register because if they did register, I think I would start to act differently or self-censor or whatever it is. And I don't want to do that. Like. Just before this, you say it's important, you know, we have a lot of important people falling and we do have a lot of very important people (laughs) falling. But, uh, you know, I was just joking about spreading nails out in the parking lot. So our people (laughs) overcome adversity, you know, to teach them how to overcome adversity. (laughs) And and I say it, you know, dead serious because that's my that's my style. I'm just it's just a lot of people don't get it. And so a lot of people, you know, think, wow, this guy's a prick. Like. So, but, but that resonates with the people out in the field building stuff. They're like, yeah, yeah no, this is, and then I have a bunch of messages like, this is a great idea. I'm going to go do this tomorrow to teach, <laughs> to teach my people how to overcome adversity. And they're joking too. Uh, and so it, it's, it's a balance. It's like, how do I uh, be a good steward of, of what's been, what's been given to me? Um, 
And in some ways, that's that's preaching a good message. That's being a great example. But in other ways, that's still like remaining true to who I am as an individual, to who BuildWit is as a as a business. I mean, even like yesterday, we were talking about, hey, we need to be careful with what work we're taking on sometimes because, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking revenue, revenue, revenue. And yeah, it's important. But we don't also want to be taking on these 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 terrible projects for the sake of revenue that that are a huge headache for the for the team and are frustrating that are not really creating any impact in in the industry to furthering our mission that are you know not projects that our skill set fits which is fine um so yeah, I, I no, I think that's super powerful. I mean, I think this year, you know, we've got to know what to say yes to and what to say no to. And uh, let's keep delivering on what we have. And if there's a new opportunity that scales and complements and is aligned with the mission, then maybe we chase it like the community. Great. Or if there's things that, you know, don't necessarily scale, going to require a lot of resources, going to be a taxing to the business. We've got to know what to say no to. And sometimes that could be a project. Sometimes that could be a new business. Some that time that could be, you know, an individual or whatever that may be. And so we just have to make really good choices. And I, I think saying no is something that, you know, we're going to have to work on this year because we've been trying to figure it out. We've been saying yes to a lot of things. And, yeah. and, and I'm grateful that we have said yes um, to a lot of things because I feel like we're really close now on knowing exactly what we're delivering for the industry and how we're going to leverage that and, and scale it. Um, but we're going to have to be really careful with projects and, and new business. Yes. Yeah. And it, it, it's just, it's a balance. Like, like yeah. you said, you know, Hey, for the past few years, it's been, we need to get revenue in the door. We need to make sure we're profitable, you know, and we've been pushing heavy on that, but <clears throat> at the same time, we don't want that to drown out what's helped mm-hmm. get us here and what's going to get us further. Money's a piece of it. It's an important piece, but it's only a piece. And if that becomes the only piece, the the one single piece, there's a huge, huge problem. Yeah. Like the workshops this year. I'm excited that we're doing them. Two peer group type workshops, one at First Form, one out at Knife River. I think those are going to be absolutely incredible. Um, they're, you know, about half the cost of of the summit. Not everybody can make it to the summit. Yeah. So this is just a way to get more people engaged and more regional, more local. So I'm excited about those. Yeah. And I, it's so cool. It's, it's, again, it's so wild that, you know, I, a large reason why I started this business was Andy's podcast back in the day, the MFCEO project. And it was, I started listening in 2015. So it's almost, he's almost been doing it for a decade. Wow. I, and I remember 2015 because I was on the railroad and, and that was just a miserable fucking summer. Just fucking miserable. Just <laughs> horrible. And you would have a lot of seat time because you are windshield time because you were driving to the middle of nowhere and, and you're just miserable and you're trying to keep your mind occupied. So I'd listen to this podcast and and talk about branding, storytelling telling that story, marketing, branding, 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 personal brand, social media. And uh, yeah, I need to, I need to share on, on social media. And, and, and I've learned a lot about business and how he's built the culture at first form through his podcast and everything he's done for free. And then an opportunity came up a few years ago and it was, it was a, it was an investment, but 
I knew and I, I wanted to go see first form firsthand because I knew that this, sure, the speaking and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm going to glean some. I'm, I'm going to glean a lot of value from that. But what I really wanted, the, the, the only valuable piece to that was going to first form and touring the place and seeing it all for myself and meeting the people and listening to Andy. He was he was the tour guide. You know, this guy toured me around his, his building. And it's it's amazing. It's amazing. And then fast forward a year later, I'm working out with Sal, who's the CEO of First Form now, his brother, at their gym, which was just a cool life experience. But fast forward now, it's even cooler because we're hosting a workshop, a whole event at their office. They're not an events company. They're not just saying, come on down. You know, any company that wants to hang out here, it's, it's an office. It's, 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 it's a big deal. And so to have them disengaged and then even, you know, Dan was like, Sal, Sal said he's going to speak. And I said, damn, like Sal at the summit, that's legit, dude. That is like this guy, people don't really know who he is, but he's probably one of the best speakers out there in the United States, period. And then I go to the workshop series and I see Sal on the agenda and, oh, oh, that makes sense. Like, of course he's going to speak at the, at the, so that's still pretty cool that he's speaking at the workshop, not the summit. Yeah, I, I get that. And then I'm looking at the summit agenda and Sal's on the summit agenda. I'm like, you got him for both. And he's like, yeah, man, first forms in. I'm like, wow, that's so, so cool. So yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally stoked. And, you know, I, I got to know Sierra and Austin last year at the summit, you know, they came and exhibited, got to know them, uh, you know, start thinking about my personal health and, uh, join the first form app. And so I've been working, you know, in that app and working on my health and started 75 hard January one and just really enjoying, you know, their nutrition and their coaching and, and their support that they have in there. And to know that we are literally going to have a dirt world fitness app by first form where we're, they're reskinning it. We're going to have our own app for fitness. That's going to be out in the dirt world that anybody can, can, can be a part of. And within the app, there's like leaderboards. So you can be in the dirt world and see steps and, and what's going on. Or within a company, say a hoop ball grading says, we want, we want to be a part of this. We want to do this for our employees. You can be in the dirt world and in hoopa. And so you can have like your own hoopa stuff and your own dirt world stuff. So it's just really cool to see like this abundance mindset that they have and, and really just embracing the dirt world and thinking about, you know, health and nutrition. I said it the other day in my post, but you know, these are dirt world athletes, whether you're in the field or in the office, it's, it's up early. It's, it's work hard all day. It, it, you know, it's taxing physically, it's taxing mentally, like the dirt world is not easy. And if you're not taking care of yourself, then, you know, you're just not going to last long. And, you know, I've been in the industry for a long time and I've seen so many people that all they're working for is for retirement. Mm -hmm. And then they get to retirement and they're so broke down that they, they can't really enjoy retirement. And so it's like, hey, if we're going to really talk to this next generation, Let's talk about holistic health. Let's talk about nutrition. Let's talk about taking care of themselves. Let's talk about taking care of their mind, body, spirit, and and so that they can enjoy not only a great life but a great retirement. Yeah, and I, you know, a lot of people talk about the, the bodily degradation in the industry, and I think it's more so uh, from the lifestyle than the work itself. I totally. think I think you can rake asphalt, 
for a career if you wanted to, if you're healthy, if you're taking care of yourself, if you're ready to go. I, I don't think raking asphalt ruins your body. I, I, I just, the more I've learned, the more I've seen, and the more I've seen like really, really, really amazing athletes in their 50s and 60s, I'm like, all right, so it's, it's possible to be perfectly yeah. healthy. And, and it's not just, totally. I, think, I think it's really a lifestyle. I think it's but, the eating at gas stations and that kind of thing. That's right. And when you think about like what first form stands for, it's, it's sleeping well, eating well, it's 24 seven. It is a lifestyle. I love that word. And so just making sure that I'm clear, it's like, yeah, it's, it, it's not, Hey, go, you know, just pump iron, but it's just like taking care of your body holistically. And I, I'm reading the book, uh, Endure by Cam Haynes right now. And, you know, you talk about a 50 year old that's like in super fit. Yeah. You know, prime, you know, up the mountains, down the mountains doing his thing. But it's just he's he's grinding every single day, seven days a week. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, I think this has been a, a great little internal <laughs> conversation. I do want to to go for full circle here. want to go back to recognition. Um, do you have any recognition that you would like to 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 issue on the podcast? And I can I can start to give you some time to think. Perfect. Go for it. Um, well, I was just out here and asked Daniel what he's working on. Uh, the Casella shoot was a cluster I, I heard, uh, and it was a real turd, but now they were going to have another outside fancy agency do a Super Bowl commercial. They saw the video we put together and they said, we want that as a Super Bowl commercial. So we're working to edit what, to polish what was originally a turd into a Super Bowl commercial for Casella. <laughs> That will show, I think he, he said it'll be local, but this is the most populated part of the entire United States. They're in New York. Uh, so pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. That's awesome. So nice work to everybody involved in that. That's really cool. Uh, you know, I'm just going to throw out a, a recognition to someone that's usually in the shadows. Uh, I want to call out Kara. Mm. Kara has, uh, you know, systems, technology, processes, metrics, dashboards, budgets, accounting, integrations. She touches just about every department and division. And she's, it's, it's not revenue. It's not sales. It's not what marketing. It's not some new video. It's not something that's seen and talked about a lot. But she is doing so much behind the scenes work. Um, and I'm sure that there are several others within the organization that's in that same position. And I just want to say, like, it's really important to call out, you know, those key roles like the Kara's of the world, because without the dashboards and the metrics and the data and the information, it's really difficult to, to manage your business, to, to run your business, to make great decisions. And um, she's just such a great sounding board. Um and I just really enjoy working with her. She calls things out. She's black and white. She sees things. We're very different humans. And I enjoy that because she, she, she brings out blind spots that I don't see. And, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah, she keeps us boys in line. And I, I, <laughs> I'm just so, so grateful for her. Yeah, because, I mean, she is to build with what the dirt world is to society. If, if Kara got hit by a bus tomorrow, <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be in for a world of hurt, man. Yeah. <laughs> And even like the little things that you, you know, most people don't see, even like Ellen getting the mail this morning. And she's like, you know, there's a lot of checks in here. And we were talking about accounts receivable yesterday. And I thought, 
shit. Like I didn't even think about the mail. Yeah. <laughs> and totally. There's probably a hundred grand sitting in the mailbox out there. <laughs> and I hadn't even thought about it, but it's like, thank goodness we have Alan going to get the mail and going through these checks and, and, and putting them in the little reader to, to make sure we get the money. I'm like, shoot, like that's so important. And that's, yeah. That's how we pay our people is those stupid pieces of paper in the little envelopes. Uh, and it's just stuff you don't, you just lose sight of, you lose track of. But if you, if it didn't happen, you would know, you'd know real quick. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree. All right. I love that. Thank you. Thanks for doing that. Good little recognition segment there. Yeah, that was really good. All right. Well, um, thank you again for being my co-host on the internal yeah. podcast. I've um, made it. One more. We'll yeah. see if I make them make the cut next oh, time yeah, it's like the nfl you know you don't perform and at any time you can get on get kicked <laughs> to the curb but um yeah I, I enjoyed this hopefully it's insightful for our people um if anybody listening to this has feedback for me or jason we're all yours let me tell you so send it directly to jason send it directly to me if you don't want to send it to us send it to harrison um we'd love to hear from you and uh, we will see you on the next internal episode.